Welcome to the Mindful Love Podcast, the show that provides you with the knowledge and tools to develop a deeper connection with yourself and others so that you can get the love you want. I'm your host, Tabitha MacDonald. I did the hard work of finding the quickest, most effective tools to transform all areas of my life as fast as possible, and I am excited to be sharing these tools with you. In today's episode, I am going to discuss shame and offer you practical tools to help you identify where shame is showing up in your life and how to overcome it. Before you hit stop and wonder why the heck I would lead with shame, hear me out. Brene Brown transformed the world when she posted that TED Talk about shame and the power of vulnerability. She defines shame as the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. We feel like something we've experienced, done, or failed to do makes us unworthy of connection. Relationships are all about connection. So if we are living with the burden of shame holding us back, We can't have the relationships that we really want in our lives. That is why we are starting with shame. When my children were young, I had the good fortune of reading The Gifts of Imperfect Parenting by Brene Brown. She taught me something extremely important. You are not bad. Your behavior may be bad, but you are not bad. I taught this to my children because I wanted to make sure they did not grow up with the same toxic shame that I was raised with. When my daughter was a teenager, I think she was about 15 when we had this fight. And if anybody has survived a 15-year-old's teenage daughter, like you'll understand what I'm about to say. We were in this big fight and um, I got really mad and I yelled at her and I said, you're such a brat. And she yelled back at me, I am not a brat. I am behaving like a brat, but I am not a brat. And I couldn't stop laughing. I mean, obviously, that's not the reaction you're supposed to have when you're in an argument with your teenager. But the like beauty of that statement landed for me. And I realized it worked. My children did not inherit the toxic shame that I was so scared of giving them and my like own behaviors and beliefs and genetics. And I felt this sense of relief. Shame is a complex and powerful emotion that can have profound effects on an individual's mental and emotional well-being. It typically arises when a person feels that their actions, thoughts, or characteristics are somehow inadequate or unacceptable, often in the eyes of of others or societal norms. Understanding the difference between what we are doing and who we are is one of the fundamental ways that we can overcome shame. When I think about heartbreak and shame, the two seem to go hand in hand. When I endured the worst heartbreak of my life, I was riddled with shame. It was just pouring out of every cell of my body, every thought in my head. All of my shame beliefs were just coming up to the surface and it was crippling. 
even though this person had left me and was publicly humiliating me with their new, younger, prettier, more exciting soulmate on social media, I was the one who felt ashamed. I kept looking for ways to make my ex's behavior okay, which meant I must have deserved that level of disrespect and cruelty. Why do we do that? Why do we want to take responsibility for other people's bad behaviors as if we created it, manifested it, deserved it, energetically aligned with it, had bad karma? You decide with the excuses that you tell yourself about how you deserved it. Don't get me wrong. I'm all about self-reflection and growth. The difference between self-reflection and self-blame as a coping mechanism, they're very different. For a quick overview, self-blame is looking for ways to take responsibility for other people's bad behaviors. This usually stems from childhood, where a caregiver did something harmful, and we needed to blame ourselves as a way of creating safety. Safety is belonging as a child. So we create a story that we are bad so that we can continue belonging. Left unattended, this story grows. Instead of holding people accountable when they break our boundaries, we take blame and responsibility for it so that we can continue to belong. Self-reflection comes when we look at our behavior with curiosity and choose to grow through empathy, self-compassion, and self-love. Shame can be one of the most dangerous emotions that we experience as a human because it often leads to us giving away our power. And when we hand our power away to someone else, we in return become powerless. And if in that place of powerlessness, we are easy to control and to manipulate. When we become easy to control and manipulate, we are no longer in choice with the person that we want to become. Toxic shame is usually learned at a really young age. We may have experienced early childhood trauma from a caregiver, peer-to-peer bullying, or a person of authority. In order to make sense of that harmful behavior, which we were way too young to understand was bad, we took on that blame so that we could continue to see these people in a positive and loving light. Because at the end of the day, belonging is a core need, especially before the age of eight years old, because we are unable to survive without our tribe to take care of us. We code up in our minds that it must be our fault, that there is something inherently wrong with us in order to belong. As long as it is our fault that we are broken somehow, then we have control over the outcome. I know that sounds backwards, but it makes us feel like we have some power over the situation. Next time you shut down, retreat within, and start looking for all the ways that you created a painful situation, ask yourself some different questions. It is important to understand that shame, like other emotions, is a part of the human experience. While some degree of shame can serve as a moral compass, excessive and persistent shame can be harmful. I used to live with a heavy shame shawl wrapped around me that I thought was necessary to get me to take action or to belong. Now when someone tries to shame me, I feel it immediately and deflect it with healthy boundaries, a strong sense of self-worth, pride, and confidence in who I am. I am excited to help you release the toxic shame in your life and step into a sense of personal empowerment and dignity. 
What I'm going to outline for you now is a strategy to begin to transform your shame into knowledge, wisdom, and power. Step one, awareness. You can't overcome something if you don't know what that something is. We often have lived with shame for so long, we don't even realize it's shame anymore. It has become our emotional home, and we don't even remember moving in. Awareness is step number one. How do you become aware of something you didn't even know was a something? Practice and patience. Your body will tell you what you are feeling and when you are disconnected from an emotion. Start with something small and easy to process. First, we understand the sensations our body tells us when we have an emotional reaction to a situation. Bring up a time that you felt shame or bad about yourself if you can't identify shame yet. What does it feel like in your body? Notice where you feel it. What part of your body do you feel shame in? Is there a color? Do you notice a smell? What is your posture like? Are you caved in? Are you hunched? Are you in a fetal position? What is your body doing? Notice your skin. Is it clammy? Warm? Is it cold? What is your heartbeat like? Is it fast? Is it slow? And notice what happens to your breath. Is it shallow or deep? Is it fast? Did your mouth feel dry? Notice what's going on around you. Are you interacting with someone? Are you alone? Just notice what's going on around you. What thoughts were you having about yourself, others, the world around you? What were some of the thoughts that you noticed when you went into the shame spiral? And in that moment, what did you believe about yourself? Name the shame out loud. I feel shame about not feeling worthy of love. Step two, communicate it. What's the most powerful antidote to shame? According to Dr. Brene Brown, if you put shame in a Petri dish, it needs three things to grow exponentially. Secrecy, silence, and judgment. If you put the same amount of shame in a Petri dish and douse it with empathy, it can't survive. Get a journal. Write out your thoughts and feelings in a journal. Notice what you think about yourself. Are you writing things like, I am bad. I am unlovable. Or are you able to differentiate between I am and this happened? Call a friend. Tell them what you're feeling, what you're thinking. Make sure it's a trusted friend, someone that you can talk to openly. Find a support network where you feel safe enough to communicate the things you feel most ashamed about. When I say trusted, make sure you go to people who are not going to judge you, who will show you empathy and will allow you to speak your truth without trying to solve the problem for you. In my women's circles, we have a question about a past hurt uh, that you are holding on to. And then we have two to three minutes to share without anyone commenting. This is powerful because we need to be able to speak it without someone telling us we shouldn't be thinking it. Just getting it out is so helpful. And knowing that you have a space where you can complete your thought fully 
without someone cutting you off to tell you how that thought or feeling is wrong and not serving you. You can't clean and organize a closet if you don't pull out all the clutter from the darker, darkest corners of it and start getting rid of all of it, the stuff that you don't want to keep anymore. Shame is like the you know sweater from 1992 that you might fit back into one day that needs to be sent to the Goodwill. Number three, move through and release it. There are so many powerful somatic tools to help you release the shame from your body. Our body harbors shame and it gets triggered when we have an external cue that triggers a dormant memory. I love some of the tools like the Sedona method, breath work, trauma-based yoga practices, qigong, tai chi, any movement-based meditation practice that allows you to move through your emotions. I went to Tony Robbins for the first time in 2022, and he had us do this uh, nervous system technique where you had to put your finger up your nose and yell your most shameful belief that you had about yourself to a complete stranger. I remember standing there with my finger like firmly placed in my nose. And there was this young guy that I was working with. And I was screaming out that I was unlovable. And that I would never find someone to share my life with. Because my deepest, most darkest fear was that I would always be rejected. And I stood there crying, screaming at this stranger. (laughs) And there was like snot pouring out of my nose. Oh, it was funny. Okay, sorry if I just grossed you out, but that was the truth of it. Uh, And then we, then he took us into like movement and dancing. And then we started screaming from our core so that we could just release the shame from our body. And I know it sounds really extreme, but afterwards, I felt like it was just gone. Like I left the shame experience in that convention center and I didn't take it out with me. There are easier ways to go about it. If you're not going to be at a big convention, you could go for a walk, choose to replace the shame with self-empathy, get a massage, show yourself the love that you have been withholding because you didn't feel worthy of it. Dance around your house to music that brings you joy. Move your body. Get a hug. Give a hug. There are so many ways that we can release shame from our body so that we're not storing it up. And that takes me to number four, replace shame. So when we remove something, it leaves a void. If we don't fill it up with something else, the same old thing is going to take over that space. So we want to replace shame with pride and dignity. We need to think about the positive emotions, beliefs, and behaviors that we can start moving into to replace the vacancy that shame left. Because it'll leave you feeling unsettled, weird, uncertain about who you are. And because it's such an identity level belief structure. So we need to start filling it up and replacing it with a new identity, with someone who has self-pride and dignity, who has self-love, self-compassion, self-empathy, all of those beautiful ingredients that create this delicious new version of you. So how do we do that? We change the story. 
And we say things like, the action I took didn't work out. I feel courageous for taking action in the first place. How can I take action that will improve my results next time? And what did I learn that will help me grow in this area of my life? So I'll give you an example. Here's relationship shame about being dumped. I just got dumped again. Nobody will ever love me. I am so broken. I am unworthy of a healthy relationship. I will always be betrayed because nobody will ever value me or love me. I'm too broken. I'm unworthy of having my needs met. People will never love me enough. I am too much for people. I wish I was different so I could finally be lovable. I'm not pretty enough, sexy enough, young enough, old enough, skinny enough, fit enough. You get the picture. How we reframe that is by changing the story, asking different questions. So my relationship just ended. The other person and I were not compatible. I am so proud of myself for putting my heart out there, even though it hurts right now. I will take time to mourn the loss of potential I saw with that person, but I know that I am worthy of love. This experience will help me grow so that when I meet the right person, I will bring the healthiest, most loving version of myself to that relationship. I am worthy of being loved and valued by another human being. One says, I am bad. And the other one says, something bad happened, but I'm not going to make it create a definition of me that's based in shame. And the last point I want to cover today and the last tip is get support. This is so valuable when overcoming shame. We need to have people in our lives who support us. If you don't have anyone, find someone. Go on Meetup. My daughter met her best friend on Bumble. Apparently that's a thing now. Join a group coaching program. Attend a women's circle or a men's circle. Find your tribe. Don't shame yourself by shaming yourself for not being good with shame. It's a muscle that needs to be built with patience and persistence. It's woven into the fibers of our brain, our body, and our hearts. And that requires unraveling that sometimes feels unsafe. When I first started releasing my shame, I felt terrified because I didn't know who I was without it. Now when I feel the like creepings of shame coming up, I'm so uncomfortable with it because my identity is no longer riddled with shame. And I know that this is possible for you too. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. Just to recap, step Number one, awareness. Step number two, speak it. Find someone you can talk to about it. Step number three, move through your body and release it. Step number four, replace it with something new. Step number five, get support. You don't have to go it alone. And most importantly, remember that you will survive this and come out stronger on the other side. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with someone who may need to hear it. Please subscribe to this podcast and take a moment to leave a review. If you or somebody you know is struggling with heartbreak, please visit my website, mindfullove.love and subscribe to my newsletter. You will also receive a free meditation pack 
to help you move through the pain faster. If you want to go deeper, my Heartbreak 911 program is launching on December 6, 2023. This is an intensive 21-day course designed to help you move through the pain of heartbreak as fast as possible for you. You will receive live coaching, valuable course content, and support from people going through a similar experience. You can go directly to that program by visiting heartbreak911.com to sign up today. You will receive early access to a powerful morning routine, breathwork exercises, and meditations to get you started on your journey.